Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen, Alicia Too. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling. Sammy Callahan. The one and only shot with Thunder Willie Mac. This is Shreddy Breck, aka Mr. Clangin' and Bangin'. And you're listening. You are listening to. You are listening to. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Welcome to Broken But Glorious on bbgwrestling.com. I'm your host, Stephen Jackson, a.k.a. DJ215. Really pleased today and privileged to be able to invite um, a man I've been a fan of for a long time and someone who's just been uh, recently in Ring of Honor, the the Neon Ninja um, Facade. So how's it going there? Living the dream, brother. Hanging and banging. uh, Looking forward to getting back to work here after, uh, you know, all the... The craziness that's been going on in the world. Yeah, it's uh, so you just said just now when we we're off air that this is the first match back from the uh, COVID situation. Yeah, we've gotten back to training a couple of weeks ago, um, but very sparse. And uh, had my actual uh, first training match back. Um, and uh, man, uh, you know, I uh, I work out, I do my cardio, but there's nothing like ring cardio. And no. man, I was I was tuckered out in the middle of that match, and I'm like, oh. Good thing I'm getting these out of the way now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it must be a must be a bit um, strange going back into the ring after you know, especially for like the independent wrestlers, especially when you're working so many dates a year, working so many different places, and then you know it's kind of come to a standstill to now be you know gradually getting back into it. it must be sort of the ring rust must be there a little bit. Oh boy, yeah. Thankfully, uh, yeah. I was uh, concerned about like just uh, maybe uh, my athleticism dwindling a little bit, but. Luckily, uh, I'm still I'm still all here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, like I said, just off air as well. Huge fan of your work, and especially your time in Ring of Honor as it's been so far. So really excited to talk about it. So um, so yeah. In terms of, I always ask our interview candidates or our interviewees this question. So Ring of Honor is a company which has been around since early 2000s. Um, was it a company you followed as a fan before coming into the industry? And did you sort of follow the, the actual product at all? Um, so going into uh, my initial uh, experience, um, finding out about Ring of Honor, uh, growing up in Pittsburgh, there were uh, uh, quite a few of independent companies here. And one of them had a more or less of a, a super show where they had a tournament. And I saw a lot of uh, people that I were was not familiar with, uh, the likes of uh, being AJ Styles, uh, Chris Sabin, um, Christopher Daniels. And um, at, that was, if you remember, there was a place in Pittsburgh where they would run um, Ring of Honor in those early years. Yeah. Um, the Fury yeah, Center. So, um, this one was the CCAC. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was the exact same building that the IWC would run their events. And um, I had heard about Ring of Honor after going to my first IWC event. And then I uh, followed along a lot more. And then I'm like, wow, this is, this is wrestling that I've never, never seen before. Because any of the foreign wrestling, or not foreign, but any of the other uh, wrestling that I had uh, seen was only really you know, ECW. Because uh, when we were kids, we would go to the ECW uh, events in Pittsburgh wow. and we, we would get some tapes from RF video, some of which being like, uh, dragging or uh, Tori Uman and like 
you know, FMW, that was that kind of era. Yeah. And then uh, more or less just became uh, involved with independence in WWE, WCW stuff. But then when I found out uh, Ring of Honor, it just opened my eyes to a whole new world. Yeah, it's uh, it definitely, um, you know, like the names you mentioned there, AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, Chris Saban, you know, Loki, Amazing Red, those yeah. guys really cut their teeth in Ring of Honor in those early days. And, you know, their matches still hold up even now when we've been going back and watching them. I mean, in, in terms of those early years as well, are there any particular matches what were your favourites or anything, you know, what stuck out at all as a fan? Um, yeah, I was really big uh, into AJ and uh, Loki. Whenever I yeah. first started, um, when I first saw AJ wrestle, uh, like with my 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 God-given talents, I'm like, I can wrestle like that guy. But I was really <laughs> into martial arts more, so I was like leaning towards Loki. But Loki is a bit more serious of a personality than I am, so I had to kind of like you know work that out and realize that I'm not Loki, and that like I am. <laughs> and, uh, so like a lot of his uh, the the moose set and everything still kind of this stuck with me kind of the the way how Loki's athletic along with uh, AJ. But some of the matches back to your question were uh, a lot of those three way matches with AJ and Daniels, and then you know whomever you know. Uh, it, it kind of cycled through, you know. Uh, another one that was a big one that I was really um, big on was uh, Loki and Xavier. Some of the matches yeah. they had, yeah. yeah. And so, uh, th- yeah, those were so- some amongst the, the other ones that I-, I was really into. A lot of Paul London stuff too. Oh, my um, my co-host Oliver Newman will be um, very envious he's not in this conversation, given that you've mentioned two of his all-time favorite wrestlers there in Paul London and uh, Xavier. Um, yeah yeah massive, yeah phenomenal talents. yeah, yeah. And, and i was lucky enough to to you know become friends with uh paul london on a little bit more of a personal level after the fact we've never got to have a match together but you know someday i would hope so but he's a great guy and he's he's looked out for me a lot in the business as well yeah he's a real talent and he's a really as you mentioned a really great guy and you know his um you know, his work, again, like we just said, with guys like Amazing Red and things, even now you look at the stuff that they did and it's just so ahead of its time. It's just so, I mean, your style, your style is very similar in a sense in that it's very hybrid, very sort of high flying, but there's a bit of martial arts and all. So in terms of like that actual style, how did that come about in terms of, just off topic a little bit, did that come about from the training or was it something you aspired to be? How did that come about? Um, I did have like a, a bit of uh, backyard wrestling that I did for a while before I got trained, like, you know, oftentimes people do. And, um, you know, I just had a, an idea in my head that like I would do, I would make creative wrestlers in all the video games as all of us would also. And I, the creative wrestlers that I had uh, made were just, you know, me with wrestling gear or, you know, so it kind of worked out. Um, I kind of knew for a long time that like, how I would how I would act in this situation, you know, physically, maybe not so much characteristically, but, you know, uh, in terms of style of moves and what have you. But um, and then like a lot of trial and error, I would see a lot of, uh, you know, different things. Uh, I would just get on these kicks like and I would watch some some Lucha Libre, which is also a big influence. But then, you know, um, those uh, athletically martial arts styled guys like. Uh, not Xavier, but like Loki, um, yeah. that were really big uh, influences. So things like that uh, really helped me to um, 
allowed me to turn into a, a, a different kind of, you know, like, uh, I like to think of like, what would a, what would a ninja do in, in a sense of a, a in, in a way, um, yeah. in a fight, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, ma- the matrix thing, you know, that's a, yeah. that's a, that's a, a ninja move. And, uh, like I do the headstand in the corner. It's a, you know, a silly ninja thing walking the ropes. Yeah. Uh, so, and so like, you know, you know, there's a lot of guys that do similar things, but you know, it's more or less of a, you know, in a wrestling context as where I'm thinking like I'm a ninja and this is a ninja move, but at the same time trying to make it as uh, you know, realistic in, in, um, in the setting that we're provided. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I completely agree that, you know, you live up to the moniker of the, the neon ninja, not just with the, the hair and the attire, but also the moveset is just completely out there with the ninja style and so unique. You know, it's always a pleasure to watch you in the ring. Um, so just before you did arrive in Ring of Honor, I was doing some research and uh-huh. you actually in 2016 faced two future Ring of Honor stars in uh, Leon St. Giovanni and Flip Gordon. Um, I just can't remember the names of the two independent promotions off the top of my head, but um, they're two guys who now have gone on in Ring of Honor to become such huge stars. I mean, was it fun wrestling them when they were sort of in their early years and sort of going um, and seeing what they were able to do? Um, it was a really interesting situation because the uh, I did two of the Ring of Honor camps, uh, one of which... Um, so the, the first time I ever did a, a Ring of Honor camp, um, normally they're a two-day event. And um, I had the, the, the one, the first day, they normally get a feel for how you act or, you know, what you can do in the ring, what have you. And then the second day is really, you know, it's a bit harder where they're judging everything you do. And, you know, they're really looking to see if this is something uh, or you're someone that they want to, you know, pursue. And the first time I, I, uh, I went, I only was able to do the first day because I had my first opportunity to work with WWE. So I did an event on Friday. I went to in Pittsburgh and then I drove to Bristol for the uh, ring of honor uh, trial camp on Saturday. I I drove overnight to make that. And then I drove overnight from Saturday to Columbus, Ohio, which is about a seven, seven, eight, Eight, eight hours to Columbus for Money in the Bank, which yeah. was Kevin Kevin Owens versus John Cena, and then you know I worked with them one uh, Monday Night Raw and SmackDown, and it wasn't wow. but maybe a year later, uh, in that time in between, um, a good buddy of mine, a tag team partner, uh, Jason Kincaid, started uh, yeah. making some waves there, as well as Leo Rush, who was another uh, guy that I had a chance to. Uh, to work with a couple times on, on independence too. But, um, the a year later I had gotten another opportunity to, to make it work. And that time they, I had, uh, Danny Mo with me and in doing that, um, they were, they, they were pretty impressed and they, they kind of liked what we were doing and, um, they wanted to, you know, use us on a more, more continual basis. However, uh, this was in June of 2017, and I had was leaving to go to India. Uh, oh wow! August. So I had left uh, to go train at the Great Khali Academy to train his students for you know 
but six months. And so that kind of put the brakes on a little bit, but I stayed in touch and, uh, you know, Danny was still around, um, holding down the fort at home. And, um, when I came back, uh, I had my first match in Pittsburgh against Eli Isom. Yes. That's really, yes. um, yeah, that was actually the question I was about to come into the, um, and that's great. You know, that's such an amazing story up to that point, you know, where you were, um, you know, able to then join the company. So, yeah, the first match you did have, as you mentioned, against Eli Ison was in Pittsburgh. And again, he's a wrestler who has gone through the Ring of Honor dojo, his Future of Honor, you know, and now he's a big star with the Shinobi Shadow Squad with uh, Ryan Nova and Cheeseburger. Was it fun wrestling Eli that, um, that time? And um, was it a exciting thing debuting in the company? Um, it was mixed emotions because Eli, um, was a little untested. Um, they, they were, they, I, I had not really known much of Eli, but, um, you know, so I was trying to get some, a feel for him, uh, through some of the guys and they're like, yeah, he's still a little new, but you know, he can go. And, uh, I think you guys will have a good match, but as, as you can see, it was a little bit shorter. It was kind of like full speed ahead, trying to, you know, go for broke kind of thing, trying to both get a, uh, ourselves a little bit of uh, attention there. And then, uh, you know, good old Holy Ray come through to, to ruin the party. Yeah. Not a fan so, of that man. <laughs> right, right. And, um, you know, I was a fan of him for a, quite a long time. But, you know, once I, once I was finally in the ring with him, you know, all bets were off. But, um, you know, after that match, um, you know, everyone, everyone there had a, a lot of good things to say. You know, uh, this is in a time where, um, for those of you listening at home, like where the, the Bucks and uh, the Bullet Club was running hot. And, uh, you know, they, they appreciated the hard work, the guys in the office and everything. And, uh, yeah, the Bucks um, said, uh, said, said some good things and Eli was happy with everything. So, I mean, like I was I was really happy and, you know, I was looking forward to things to come. Yeah. Um, and you are right that at that point, you know, the Young Bucks and the Cody and the Elite and the Bullet Club were, and SCU as well, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian yeah. and Scorpio Sky, they were, and Hangman Page, who I'll mention later on in one of the matches you had, but they were at the apex. And I mean, did, was it was it an, a learning experience from them as well, especially from a guy like Cody who'd been to WWE and the Young Bucks who'd you know been in New Japan and what they'd been doing? Was that sort of a privilege to be able to hear what they had to say? Absolutely. Because um, at the same time, I had a good uh, rapport with them. Um, I had shared locker rooms with them on um, other events. So, you know, Cody was familiar with me. Um, same thing with, uh, like, Daniels. He had um, shared a locker room with me quite a few occasions with those, like, the, the, the company in Pittsburgh and what have you. And I have, uh, uh, I had a mat I've had matches with the Young Bucks before, too. So they were, you know, they are like, your, your stuff is awesome. And, you know, I, I, I was just on cloud nine. And, um, yeah, so, like, there was, there was, you know, being in my hometown, too, and the, the, the response that I got, um, because it was an unadvertised match, you know, and for people that, um, people in the Pittsburgh area to see me, one of their guys, and not only that, using, uh, you know, oftentimes you'll see, you know, Future of Honor and things like that, but for a, a televised match, people were very excited, and, you know, it, it was all the feels. Yeah, was it a thrill as well being on Ring of Honor TV? I mean, I mean, is it the first time you'd appeared on national television, or had you been on before? I can't just remember off the top of my um, head. 
Um, well, interestingly enough, uh, I had debuted um, the same. It, it, it's take a second. I had done. Well, this is a, a wild thing. The Urban Wrestling Federation. Oh I yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so I actually knew Scorpio Sky from that, but uh, the Urban Wrestling Federation was uh, pay per view. So no, not national TV. But I, I may have been the only person. Um, I, I have no, you know, factual uh, information about this, but I may be the only person that debuted on television, both with Impact Wrestling uh, against Brian Cage and um, on uh, Ring of Honor television in the same week, because wow. the, the, impact, the the way everything was uh, reported and staged, yeah, it kind of it, it kind of fell kind of interestingly in my lap. Like yeah, that. yeah, but yeah. It was quite yeah. a thrill to. It's exciting week. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Seeing yourself twice in, uh, you know, a bit like the Monday Night War flicking between the channels, seeing yourself on both of them at the same time. It must have been a cool moment, yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then the next match uh, was the next night, yeah, um, wrestled in Ohio against um, another future Big Ring of One star in Josh the Goods Woods. Um, yeah. And it was a great clash of styles. You know, Josh is obviously a former MMA guy who's gone into um, the wrestling industry. Um, was it fun? wrestling josh i mean he was quite young in his career as well was that an interesting um, match at first it was a it was a bit tricky because um you know he he's he's got uh, a pedigree in the combat sports and um you know he's he's got uh, a great training background too in the professional wrestling world um but he also has had not had uh, far too many matches so you know uh putting that uh, putting that into perspective was a little uh, tricky because, um, you know, it's, you know, not mixing oil and water, but, uh, you know, a lot of high flying with uh, a lot of uh, his, his, my striking style versus his striking style. It's a little different, but, you know, I feel like that was still, you know, a, a great match and um, I was really happy with it. Um, all things considered and especially uh in columbus that's another you know place that i've i've, I've frequented so yeah. uh they were happy to see me there as well yeah um and i thought it was a i thought it was a great match um and it was a ton of fun you know seeing you again in the company and from there you um then it would be may 2018 you would return but this time it wasn't a singles competition it was a tag match with um buddy hamlin against the do dogs dogs of um, Rhett Titus and Will Ferreira. Um, was it, and that was also a joint Ring of Honor and New Japan show, one of the War of the Worlds yeah. shows. Was that a fun match to be part of in Detroit and also an experience being with the New Japan talent as well? Um, yeah, that was a great experience being with the New Japan talent. Um, and uh, it was an interesting dynamic with myself and Buddy because, you know, um, being pretty unfamiliar with him, uh, but I still have a, 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 a core of uh, tag team moves that, uh, you know, we, we, could, uh, we could do. But also being very familiar with Rhett, Ski, and Will, those <laughs> yeah. guys. Um, you know, it was, it was a fun match. Um, but uh, a fun little uh, anecdote there. Uh, something that not to, not, not to uh, I don't know if I've ever told this story in a public forum, was um, I was using the restroom while uh, my music was going off. So, um, you know, uh, last minute, uh, you know, run, run to, the, uh, to the loo 
And um, uh, Buddy's beating on the door. Buddy and Will, they're like, your music's playing. I'm like, what? It's like those things that, you know, nightmares are made of, you know? Uh, so I'm like, oh, my God. Pulling out my pants, like, literally full sprint to, like, straight out. Grabbing my, grabbing my poster and my spray paint and then uh, to the stage. And everybody's like, why? Like, everybody's like, why did it take you so long? I'm like, I'm so sorry. Uh, Sonata was doing his hair and I was being nice and patient because I had to go to the bathroom, but I was waiting for him to get his sweet mohawk up. And uh, so, you know what I mean? Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, another fun time, I don't really get to uh, work in, uh, was it Chicago or Detroit? Detroit. Uh, Detroit. I don't really get to work in Detroit so much. So um, that was a good time too. And that's a, that's a, that's a beautiful venue there. Yeah. Yeah. And um it was definitely fun again, you know, but that time it was a tag team uh, setting as well. So it was good fun to see you in a tag team, you know, experience rather than the singles match we'd seen because the next time he did return to Ring of Honor, it was with, uh, again, with Josh the Goods Woods, but it was actually in the historic Hammerstein Ballroom um, and the atmosphere in there at that, that match, it was on Ring of Honor TV once again, was electric. And that now you've mentioned your ECW fandom, it must have been a huge thrill to be there and, uh, you know, wrestle on Ring of Honor TV and face Josh again um, after a couple more months from before. Was that another fun match? I thought it was great on the TV, personally. I thought it was a fantastic match. Thank you. I do think that was like one of my best Ring of Honor matches. Um, And it was totally a blessing to be uh, in the Hammerstein Ballroom. Uh, But that was actually the second time that I was able to to work there because the very first time was that um <laughs> urban wrestling federation oh yeah of so course. to see this time now a full hammerstein ballroom was quite a different story yeah. and you know um you know again being a, uh, an east coast guy i got to um uh, working in in uh new york and what have you before getting the the uh, the crowd behind me and uh, the, the the appreciation they had for me just coming out you know I think people were excited to see me to see me there too again you know another unadvertised match but you know that that's kind of one of the nice things too like yeah it, it, I'm a I'm a big fan of like having some not showing all your all your cards or card so to speak whenever it comes to events because then you have those surprises like oh I didn't even know he was here but it, it's kind of a thing that. <laughs> Not even necessarily with Ring of Honor. Sometimes you'll see me, you know, just randomly on a show, and I just liken it to me being a ninja. You know, you never know where yeah. you'll see me. Much like, uh, I guess, Reptile from Mortal Kombat or something like that. Reptile. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta, you gotta unlock me. But <laughs> being able to, uh, being able to work uh, for uh, for Ring of Honor at the Hammerstein, and you know, following Ring of Honor for so long, and how. Oftentimes, it's really only like final battles that would be there. You know, it's it, it it's definitely one of those events that was held in very high high uh, high esteem uh, with the company. And then also a small uh, a little story I've never told was that back in um, it was it was definitely probably before I was ready to uh, to start with Ring of Honor. Um, I had been offered. You know, hey, if you come, you, you know, oftentimes if you would come help out, if there was a spot available, you know, sometimes, you know, you can make your way onto the show. And uh, uh, many years ago, I had uh, made the trip to New York to try to make something happen. Um, little did I know it was a final battle. Um, 
and I didn't take that into consideration where, you know, it's a stacked card, final battle. It's the mm-hmm. show. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I made the trip and, uh, you know, helped out with everything. And, you know, I, I didn't make it on the the event that night, but, you know, it was, I, I watched it and it made me, it, you know, it, it just, it, it kind of lit a fire. It's like, I will yeah. make this happen because yeah. of that. So it was a wonderful kind of full circle thing, you know, with the urban wrestling, with that all coming together. And then having what I thought was, you know, like I said, one of my, it's one of my favorite matches, if not one of my best showings uh, with Spring of Honor. I was very happy with it. Yeah, it was a it was a great match. It was great to see you again in in the company um, after so yeah, long. I could, and I, yeah, I, I could I could feel how much Josh has grown in that time mm-hmm. too, which made the match that much better. And you know, we had um, you know we had much better chemistry. We understood each other better. We understood you know all that stuff. And it was great as well because um, that show this was this is sort of going again on a tangent, but it is Ring of Honor related. Recently, uh, Ring of Honor have been showing Star Spotlight episodes of. Yeah, COVID situation and Matt Taven's match against Ultimo Guerrero, which was one of the main events of that particular show, was shown on the episode. And I remember the episode vividly of watching your match, then watching the main event between Matt Taven and Ultimo Guerrero, and he holds that in high esteem as one of his favorite matches. And were you there for that actual? Because I mean, watching it on screen, like it, it was a phenomenal match as well. But like seeing how far he'd grown. Matt Taven, but as a fan, like of wrestling, was it something exciting to see that sort of lucha libre heavyweight atmosphere, you know, firsthand in Hammerstein? Um, so the funny thing is, uh, we, I shared a locker room with Ultimo Guerrero and um, some of the luchadors there. And I was uh, in and out of Mexico at the time. Actually, after that event, I had left for uh, another um, another tour of a, a couple things. Um, I went, uh, that was a, a crazy time, too, because immediately after that event i went to mexico and then uh tour of southeast asia because this was in um long story short i was trying to speak broken uh, spanish to those guys to not really uh great success but you know um you know i showed my respects to them uh especially ultimo guerrero because he's like you know one of those guys you know yeah but unfortunately i didn't get to see that match live um i was trying to take in a little bit of uh, advice from everyone and and because uh, I think the way it fell in the card, it, it, I, I didn't get to watch that match live like I wanted to. But what you had just said about the, the Matt Taven spotlight episode, that really it jogged my memory because I forgot that I, I, all the things I just told you, I totally forgot because it's like, you know, things happen so fast. But uh, I remember I'm like, oh, I remember like Taven, uh, like that being a big deal because Taven was in and out of uh, the locker room with us and, you know, um, it was just uh, it, it, it was it was a cool thing to see him be able to do, and after him making the name for himself in Mexico, you know, and, and Matt Taven, he's a oh, he's 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 very talented too. Another another guy that I uh, had the honor to to share um, a couple of matches with on the independence, but to see how he went to Mexico and really made a a, a name for himself there too, it was really a a, a fantastic thing in itself. Yeah. So, see, yeah. So seeing that, um, actually getting to to watch the match after you know all the fanfare and everything with it, um, and talking to him about you know his uh, after the fact, I had saw him when I come back from the tour and he had no hair. I'm like, dude, what happened? And he's like, lost it in Mexico. I'm like, there's no other way. There's no other way. If there's a way, I gotta do it. Like if 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 I'm cutting these locks, it's gonna be for big money. And 
you know, whether it's Mexico or something, you know, uh, so uh, that's why I said, I'm like, bless your heart, man. You did it like it happened the right way for you. This is Royce ISAAC dollar sign one half of the wild cards. And you are listening to Broken but Glorious. So, yeah, so then it wouldn't be until November 2018 that you had arguably the biggest profile match of your career in Ring of Honor to date, which was against, as we just mentioned, um, Hangman Adam Page, who at the time was just known as Hangman Page, huge star now in AEW. Um, it was a, I thought it was an awesome match. And it was it exciting being in there with Adam because Adam Page is another guy who came up through the ranks. He worked hard in Ring of Honor and he really, really showed off what he was able to do. And he, he was really making a name for himself in the company at that point. And, you know, he was just on the, uh, I think I'd just been to New Japan, I believe, for the yeah. G1, if I'm correct. Yeah. So was that a, was that an exciting thrill being in there with him? Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, um, under normal circumstances, I'm, uh, well, it, it, it was a fight for my life out there, as, as you could see in the match. But, um, you know, I had just met uh, Hangman Page just probably prior in that summer because was my um while i was in india i uh i had a weekend in uh tokyo or uh nagoya and um i actually uh i'm close friends with um chase and um there were i uh i got invited to go to a sponsor dinner there and um is the bullet club guys yeah wow um, and um i'm like uh, this is you know this is a big honor for me to to you know first day in japan ever and to go and you know hang out with uh, a couple of friends and then you know all these guys i hold in such high esteem and that's when i first met uh uh adam page and then we both come back to the states and when you know how uh <laughs> we have a match and thankfully uh thankfully it was in pittsburgh too so otherwise um you know it have been much much more uh, the fan side of, uh, of Adam Page, I believe, because, you know, uh, I'm still making a name for myself. And here he is on that killer role here. He had a huge match coming up with Jeff Cobb. And then, um, as you see at the end of the match, he had uh, you know, a little altercation with him as well. Yeah. Um, it was, he was a guy, I mean, it was great to see you in there. And especially with Adam, because Adam, much like yourself, he's a guy who at that point was, he was hybrid in the sense that he was the high flyer, but then he was working the heavyweight style from New Japan, what he'd, you know, taken on from the G1. And, you know, he really kind of, it was a great clash, I feel, in that, you know, it just worked. And, you know, I mean, it must be proud as well. To, I mean, that that dinner as well, I mean, was that, a, um, just again off topic, was that something which uh, you expected? Like, how did that actually sort of was there a lot of people there from New Japan or was it the Gaijins or how what actually sort of happened? A lot how how it works, uh Japan is still um you know, the way wrestling is taken in Japan is still um I mean it's taken seriously everywhere, but it's mm -hmm. hyper serious as where, you know, uh Suzuki Gun, uh Chaos, everybody, they're you know, they're not seen in public together. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The stables are where they are, you know, the bullet clubs with the bullet clubs, sometimes even the bullet clubs in two different parts. But um, I uh, I had messaged Chase, Chase Owens. I'm like, yo, brother, I'm in Japan right now, and you are too. I have an event tomorrow and the next day. What are you up to? He's like, well, I happen to be close to you, and I'm going to a sponsor dinner. 
uh, or he, he I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead. Uh, I think this might have been a tag league, but it, I'm not sure if it was tag league or G1. But he's like, uh, we have this event. Come, come to the event, and then uh, we'll see about hanging out afterwards. And went to the event. Chase, <laughs> he's beating up someone on the outside, uh, and then he's he. he uh, he comes and he, he's like, here, take a selfie, take a selfie. We took a selfie as he's like, got a guy in, in, in the headlock and I'm standing on the outside. Uh, I'm, I mean, mostly a suit cause I don't want to look, you know what I mean? I, uh, I, I'm trying to, you know, I'm not necessarily stand out, but I'm trying to look as official as possible. But at the same time, <laughs> a goofy looking dude also in a suit. So, you know, it's a little bit, you know, so people see they're like, Oh, this guy's just taking a selfie with, Page, I wonder who he is, kind of thing. Um, and then he's like, "Hey, they want you to come out to the sponsor dinner afterwards if you'd like to." I'm like, "It'd be an honor." I, I, I you know, that's something you've only heard stories of. So, you yeah. know, went out, ate some food with the guys, and you know, it's like uh, all of my memories of Japan are just like, especially that first first one is like Cloud Nine. I mean, I go to a New Japan event, sponsor dinner, first day, and then I wrestle the second and third day. And then back off to train the kids yeah. at the Great Cotley School. <laughs> so wild. Absolutely. It sounds like it was, you know, never a, never a moment to sit down by the sounds of it. It sounds incredible. Um, and then after the match with Adam Page, the next evening, you were part of a great six-man tag with uh, Rayo and Ryan Nova. And, uh, sorry, Rayo. Uh, the top prospect tournament winner, Dak Draper, were on your side. And then you were facing the Chanel Shadow squad, who we mentioned earlier, of Eli Ison once again, Ryan Nova, and Cheeseburger. And, you know, six-man tag, obviously, is an exciting, you know, style. Um, was it exciting being in there, your first six-man tag in Ring of Honor, and being in Ohio as well, you know, and um, another venue, as you just mentioned, was that fun? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, it's a lot of fun. But the funny thing, uh, well, the thing I said, I'm like, I think I should be joining you guys or something here. Like you guys got a lot. Cause like, I'm like, last time I was here, you know, there was only one ninja. Now there's a ninja squad. There's a, there's a, <laughs> what? Where's my, I my invitation was lost in the mail. I was like, Oh guys, come on. It's like, I'm the green ranger to your rangers. I was, this is, this is do it. Let's do it. But you know, things didn't work out as, as you know, like that. But um, no, I was really happy with that match. And like, I had known cheeseburger for quite a long time. And uh, I've known Rayo for quite a bit, too. So it was good to work with Rayo and, you know, good to work with all of those guys. Uh, yeah, Eli also. So, uh, yeah, I felt like, you know, um, all things considered, it, we, we meshed well as a as a team. And um, I think we had a good going in that match. But, uh, you know, sometimes those matches uh, run a little short for time. But, you know, um, I still think, you know, all things considered, it was a, a, a good showing, a good performance by all. Yeah, absolutely. It was, you know, a ton of fun to see you all in there. And like I said, in a six-man, you know, tag situation, because it was only a second tag match you'd had in Ring of Honor, bad the one we mentioned earlier with uh, Buddy Hanlon. So that was exciting. Yeah. And then yeah. we're leading sort of full circle. So your final Ring of Honor match to date from looking online, um, and I believe this is correct, uh, and it's sort of, like I said, sort of full circle. It was actually against your first opponent in Eli Isom, and that match took place yes. in the uh, former ECW arena, which, as we just mentioned earlier on, once again, must have been a massive thrill being a former ECW fan. And was yeah. that an exciting match to be part of? Absolutely. Uh, it, thankfully, um, it wasn't necessarily my first uh, go at the ECW arena, or else those jitters might have been intensified. Yeah. Uh, so. 
luckily, um, you know, I, I've had a chance to work for CCW um, back whenever, like that was really uh, a dominant um, promotion in the, in the, in the States as well as uh, yeah. actually a- extreme rising. If you guys are familiar with that, it's yes. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. It's like an ECW kind of thing. I got to wrestle Sabu mm-hmm. on my birthday there uh, many years ago. So yeah, I've actually had a, like, and this is a crazy thing too. That was my, match with Sabu because wow we've had a couple, yeah uh, we had a had a couple matches and people were like wow these guys work together very well so let's book them again I think I've had seven <laughs> or eight matches all together and uh it's like because uh, for a while there for for better or for worse people were calling me the new age Sabu because you know uh, a little bit younger I was a little big for my britches really just trying to show out and make a name for myself and sometimes you know doing the crazy crazy stuff there's there's a there's a large margin of error and you know sometimes you mess up so for a while it took a i had a little bit of a stigma of you know the little uh a little sabu wonkiness you know but in the same token i can i i can and a lot of my moveset came from sabu uh derivative stuff like that dive that you see me do the step and then the step yeah um, i think I think I invented it. I have not seen other. I've, I know other people can do it. I just haven't seen anyone doing it. But my mentality was: I used to do the triple jump, uh, well, the moonsault and the triple jump dive with the chair. So I'm like, how can I make this work without using the chair every time? And I just came up with a way to 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 do it. And so then yeah. it just became like my signature thing. But uh, yeah, I get a little off topic there. Sorry. So no. uh, it, it was a that, that was a great moment to working. Yeah. Uh, working in the ECW arena against Sabu on my birthday. I lost my contact. Everybody was booing me. I put my contact back in my eye, and everybody's freaking out. And uh, <laughs> you know, Sabu is a great guy, too. He's one of those guys. He, uh, he he gives me a hug when he sees me. And for that to happen, like, people other people see that, and, like, Sabu hugs you. I'm like, I, I, I don't know, man. It's just, you know, he, he knows my story when it comes to him. And so, like, he, he knows my love and appreciation for him. And, so he's not afraid to, to give it back. A lot of times people would book us where I would do a lot of the Sabu moves, but he would pay mm. it back to me. Like I would try to do the triple jump and he'd throw a chair in my face kind of thing. So, uh, but yeah, it was, it was great to work with Eli uh, at the ECW arena because I um, hadn't got to work in Philadelphia in quite some time. And um, again, people, um, it's interesting to see how, you know, wrestling has come, uh, throughout the years that you'll see like different crowds, especially for instance, the Philadelphia area where you'll have a Chikara group of people because Chikara is very prominent there. You'll have a CCW yeah. group of people again, prominent there. And then ring of honor is very ring of honor. Um, mm. But they're also into things, but they're the ring of honor loyalists also. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of people there that, that, you know, recognize me too. And they were pumped to see me there. So I'm like, cool this is this is great and you know i was really confident or not confident i was really uh happy with you know the match that we produced there and um i almost picked up my first win and uh uh in ring of honor and then um that was actually i think that was for the tv tv title tournament that they had going yes it was yeah first first round of the tv title tournament yeah it was yeah so yeah 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 and again um, it was cool to see the the growth of eli because that had been almost an entire year since yeah. I had first wrestled him. Yeah. And then, and, and then that, the, towards the end there, that was, 
that was a, a a weird transitional time as as everybody knows there's like a changing of the guard if you will where a lot of different things happen uh a lot the the um lifeblood and a lot of those newer guys come come into ring of honor and kind of uh ref, refueled the roster uh in a way yeah yeah because i mean we had the sort of mass exodus of you know Cody, the Young Bucks, SCU, the, the AEW sort of, you know, um, mainstays, you may call them. And then, like you said, we had this big influx of, you know, lifeblood. Um, you know, we've had um, guys now like Roosh and Dragon mm-hmm. Lee's taken on a full-time contract. And, you know, it's... And Josh Woods has obviously come on a lot now. He's with Silas Young. Um, it's an exciting time. You know, we've got guys like PCO, Brody King. It, it's like a whole change to the roster um yeah so although that was the last time you wrestled in the company is there any have you been following the company since and are there any wrestlers there you would like if you were given the opportunity to go back are there anyone there you would really like to get in the ring with i know someone personally i'd love to see you wrestle but i'll let you answer that question first <laughs> okay um yeah absolutely still following the company because i still love the brand i still love the product you know even though it's evolved and changed throughout the years it's still a great great thing i love wrestling so much i love ring of honor so much yeah. and like i love the nuances that every company brings because like i feel like i can adapt so well to anything i can like even it like as you can see maybe as you can see with uh me tagging with different people i try to bring like a different facade to each and every you know i i will you know what i mean like a chameleon like like reptile i will yeah. you know, i can meet uh and camouflage to make things work and uh yeah well following uh, along the product still and um, I really like what they've done with the uh, Spotlight series. I think it was a great thing. I was kind of taken aback at first because I think the first one was the the Briscoes, right? Yes. And yeah. I was I was watching. I'm like, because I, I, I was wondering what they were going to do with new content and everything. And then going back and seeing some of those matches, some of which I hadn't seen before, and then some of which you know, uh, uh, re, 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 uh, refreshing them. I'm like, man, there's so much good stuff and. And you know every episode is like like top notch now because it's the best of, right? Yeah. So um, as far as guys that I would like to work there, um, I've always loved Dam Off. Just yeah. or not, um, yeah. So that that's that's definitely uh, somebody that um, well, I've shared a locker room a lot of times with, and I've I picked his brain, and I'd love to work with him. Um, Brody King also, uh, myself and Flip Gordon are is another. Uh, like where we've had diverting paths and we've mm-hmm. touched on it a couple times where I'd love to get back in the ring with him. And, um, let's see here. Um, one of the, one of the ones that I, I, uh, never thought of thinking that I would have a match with until recently, uh, Alex Shelley, Alex Shelley yes. is definitely one that I've really always him and Saban because I've, I've, I've had the, uh, I've had a chance to work with Saban a couple times on the independence and uh, I've loved my matches with him, but uh, Shelly, uh, Grisham, Grisham also worked with, but I'd yeah. love to have, you know, uh, since it was years ago, um, uh, Bandito. And then Bandito is someone that, yeah. <laughs> my guy. <laughs> That's the yeah. pick. Yep. Bandito is probably uh, amongst the top there that I would yeah. love to have a match with because again, he's so innovative. And like mm. I feel like the, the the kind of things that we can do together will be great. Flamita also 
you know. Um, and uh, Flamita's also a great talent. I've, I've worked with uh, Ray Horace on a couple occasions yeah. too, and um, so you know, all of those guys. I think we would blend well. But um, even still, like I've, I've been trying to adapt and change up some things in this quarantine. Um, as you can see, I got a little little wild, different hair. Yeah, uh, I'm taking a different approach. I'm going to have a different uh, facade, if you will, where I'm going to have an alternate version where um you know uh got a different look i'll give you a little uh i've never really spoke too publicly about this but i will tell you um, i got a little different look i got an entrance mask you see a lot of people with face covers and bandanas mm -hmm. the neon ninja is still there still available for bookings and uh but um the 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 new version i've, I've dubbed it mute next for lack of a better term I got some neon green contacts i got a reptile like mask uh entrance mask and just like a little bit i uh like just to give people a different taste of, they know what the Neon Ninja can do. They know the crazy high flying that I can do. But oftentimes you don't get to see me wrestle. You don't get to yeah. see like, uh, like um, my, I, I love, like when I was in India, I would just chain wrestle all of my students, just like have them all come in. That way you get a chance to, to work with me on, on just like catch wrestling, you know, any, any of that. But like strikes and submissions and a lot of things you don't necessarily, you would see glimmers of, but, I would always be met with these expectancies where, you know, people know that I do these crazy dope things and, and that's what they want to see. But I want, I'm, I'm hoping in doing this, I can change my expectancy, maybe prolong a little bit more of my career. And also whenever I pop off some of these crazier things, you know, they're a little bit more appreciated and people, you know, it's seeing a different side of me. Well, uh, minus Danny on this end, people will, people will, uh, you know, see something different. I like to think of it like, uh, Mortal Kombat Reptile uh, meets Hakushi or Jinsei Shinzaki. Oh, wow. Uh, also, I'm going to take off the mask, though, so I can be a little more mouthy and a little more uh, silly and, and verbal, which I'm not really always comfortable with doing as, you know, that good guy baby face, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, sounds awesome. Can't wait to see, you know, like I said, yeah. I've been a huge such a huge fan of your work from, you know, the early days when I saw you on the independence and then following you through, you know, to then when you joined Ring of Honor, it's been phenomenal seeing you progress. And like you said, each different match and each different facade, it's always exciting seeing what you're going to bring, something innovative, something refreshing. It's always exciting to see you in the ring. And it's been an absolute pleasure to be able to talk to you this, uh, this evening for me, this afternoon for you. It's been absolutely amazing. So thank you. And finally, just um, are there any social media uh, plugs or any um, places you want people to follow you or just want to uh, let people know where you are? Sure. Um, all of the uh, social media platforms that you could think of, uh, TikTok, U uh, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, the number one, F-A-C-A-D-E. That's one facade because um, there's many faces in the crowd, but there's only one facade. And um, awesome. Recently put up a, uh, uh, built a new website, onefacade.com. Um, still in its early stages, but you can buy merchandise directly from me um, on that website where it'll be personalized. I also offer different things um, personalized. Like, um, I'm, I'm, as you may tell, I like fashion in a bit. So I try to do things a little differently. I, I have customized my shirts on there too. Some are distressed. Some of them are tie-dyed. Some of them are you know, paint splatter, all kinds of different things. You can get all those there. Uh, as well as custom um, framed uh, artwork on canvas, um, graffiti artwork, whether it be my name or whatever you like on there, I do that as well. And then, of course, pro wrestling tees, 
facade.com. Uh, you can find facade on there as well. Absolutely. Um, thank you so much, facade. It's been an absolute pleasure.